This episode of the Cinema Vention Podcast is brought to you by Rotting Wonk, RozJ001, Jack Wolf, and Wearmall 3. If you want to become one of the names listed, go support the show today at patreon.com slash wscottis1. Hi, I'm wscottis1, and I have not seen the movie Saw. Increasing his cultural IQ, one movie at a time. This is Cinemavention. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Cinemavention Podcast, where we review and discuss classic movies that I should have seen long ago. My guest today is the founder of the Samcast Network, the host of so many podcasts, and a variety Twitch streamer on Friday nights. Please welcome back to the program, Samuel Lewis, once again. How are you doing, Sam? I'm I'm mildly concerned. What? What have you brought me here to do? Oh, oh, you! I, I, I brought you here to talk about a specific horror film. Huh? Okay. <laughs> um, is is that why my leg is chained to the ground? Uh, I can neither confirm nor deny that. <laughs> okay. Listen, okay. listen, it, it, listen. It'll all be over if you just stick to the plan. Okay. Okay. Sure. <laughs> sure. No, seriously, man. How you doing? How you doing, man? Doing well. I told you you were getting full voice actor with me. I think that's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. absolutely. Now, of course, uh, keen listeners of this podcast will uh, will realize that I did not do my normal intro to uh, Cinemavention this time around, where normally I'd mention what movie we're covering on the show and that my guest has ne- has seen it before, and. There's a good reason for that, because uh, Sam, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you have not actually seen this movie before. Is this correct? I have not. Yes, have and, not. And, neither, and neither had I before we did the uh, watch party. So you're probably, what, you're probably asking yourself right now two things. Well, why on God's green earth is Sam the guest if, number one, he's never seen the movie before, but also, number two, Sam... You historically do kind of hate horror films as a genre, right? Like, am I, am I, yeah, am I misconstruing that? With a caveat, I do like more of the Stephen Kingy. I guess is the best way to describe them. Psychological sorts of things. I love those to pieces, but anything that's really gory, I tend to be like, don't. Ins-. It sounds cocky of me to say, but don't insult my intelligence. Try mm. to appeal to my brain instead of just trying to make me throw up. But that's that's I sort see. of how I process those. So yeah, the gory one's not necessarily my cup of tea. Exactly. All right. Well, yeah, and fair enough. And 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 it's and it's interesting that you bring that up, right? Because this movie. What turns out it was actually a very controversial pick amongst you, the listeners, uh, this time around. And when I mentioned that we were going to be watching this particular movie, um, I noticed a couple of things, uh, a couple of responses from you guys, uh, the uh, the listeners and the viewers. So, first thing that I noticed was that people were actively not interested whatsoever in the watch party for this movie. Which I thought was very odd to me because uh, because of course um, you have you guys have been very supportive by showing up to the watch parties in our Discord uh, for all the movies that we cover on this show, and so it was very strange to uh, to uh, see some resentment uh, towards this upcoming watch party. I mean, I 
I mean, it felt a little weird for me. But uh, but of course, if uh, of course, I have to I have to mention that if you want all the watch parties we've covered on this movie, you can um, you can get after the fact if you're a supporter at patreon.com slash W Scott is one. But I digress. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, on top of the folks not being excited about this watch party, um, some people told me just flat out uh, that they were not going to show up to the watch party because they did not want to watch the film at all. Had, they had uh, no intention of watching this film whatsoever. And people had sort of given me an idea of what to expect with this movie. And that, and the way that everyone was describing this movie to me was basically kind of like you were mentioning all the stuff that you don't like, Sam. It's like gore porn or torture porn or whatever you want to call it, right? Like that's how it was yeah. described to me, right? That's a typical term people use, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So... Here's the only problem with that, though. Like, the only problem with all of this is not that they were necessarily um, wrong in their descriptor in in their description, but because everyone was describing it to me in this way, and it turns out after watching this film, I and everyone else in the watch party, it felt like we had kind of an ill-informed opinion about this particular movie, and. And here's the thing, a lot of a lot of the folks that were telling me um, their opinion about this particular movie and what to expect, you even admitted to me that you had not not watched wanted to watch this movie. You never have. You never will. You weren't even interested in giving it a chance at all, quite frankly, like like I just completely closed the door. Don't want to watch this movie, period. Right. So. Mm. So, Sam, uh, first of all, I do want to apologize to you as the guest because I will more than likely be dominating the conversation for this episode. So I am here for a different role than usual. Yes. We talked about this. So, yes, yeah, I am absolutely. sort of the sounding board set in for the audience, as it were. And mm-hmm. you almost set it up well, because and- you know how I am about horror movies to set it up for that way. Right. So- yeah, absolutely. And 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 without without giving away the reason um, that uh, that I brought you here today. So having said all of that, uh, I do want to ask you this question. So without giving away the reason I brought you onto the show today, because we've, we've had conversations about this before we recorded this podcast. So, so, so without giving away that detail, answer me this question. Is it wrong to judge a book or in this case, a movie by its cover? Yes or no. I would say yes, especially considering depending on what we define a cover as Mm -hmm. some things have horrible covers to where if you look at them, like say we define a movie's cover as a poster or a trailer, for instance, sometimes trailers are notoriously horrible and mm-hmm. telling you what a movie is because it's usually done by some person in marketing that isn't even in i mean they're involved with the film because they're part of the same team right but it's not not the editors not all of that stuff they're not the ones that come up with that it's someone else essentially the director doesn't even make the trailer i don't think so mm-hmm. It's it's whatever someone in a marketing department came up with. Apologies to you. If you are in marketing, you know what I mean. <laughs> um, and as a result, sometimes they just miss the mark completely when it comes to pitching a movie. So, yeah. Okay. If we're going to define that as a cover, definitely. 
Okay. Sure. And uh, I, and, and, okay. No, and, and it's interesting you brought it up from that context. And so here's the thing, guys. The, the, I, I, there's a reason that I asked Sam that question in particular. And the reason that Sam is the guest on this episode. And that reason we'll get into in just a moment. I, I, I'm sorry, guys. I got to tease. I did. It's a nice little tease. I got to put the cheese out there. Uh, <laughs> before we, uh, before we do though, I did, I, I do want to mention, first of all, the movie we're talking about today, because I still have, have yet to do so, although you, you've seen the title of the podcast, so you already know. Uh, we are going to be covering the movie Saw today, and, and uh, I still wanted to go over the stats of this film like we always do with each episode, so let's go ahead and do that right now. So Saw is available for rent or purchase on all major internet distributors and is available to stream on Peacock if you pay for the premium tier. I rented it through Amazon Prime Video uh, personally, so pick your poison. Uh, Saw was released by Lionsgate Films on October 29, 2004. The movie was directed by James Wan and stars Carrie Ilways, sorry, Leah Wannell, Danny Glover, Monica Potter, Michael Emerson, and Ken Lung. The movie had a budget of $1.2 million and made $103.9 million in the theaters. Now, normally at this point, I would ask Sam when he saw this movie for the first time, but obviously that question is invalid today. So I want to ask you a different question um, this time. What do you personally consider a horror film? What are the qualities of a film that make it a horror film? to you personally i have to get philosophical with this then um because you could say things like i think if you say something like it being gory or things like that then you are leaving out i i think the horror genre even as someone that doesn't partake in it a lot except for specific parts of it definitely um, is a broad genre that has a bunch of things that can fit into it. So I think at its core mm-hmm. horror and the, and it's funny because you'd think being a psych student, it would appeal to me more than it does based mm-hmm. on what I'm about to say. Horror gets into that little thing inside of us and exploits it. It, it takes whatever it is, makes us extremely unnerved about and just scratches it to pieces and makes us squirm and go, oh, no, you know, sort of thing. Um, horror can make you afraid of things that you've never been afraid of before in your life. There's mm-hmm. there's some episodes of my favorite television show, Doctor Who, where I would consider them horror, even though some, like, hardcore horror fans would go, no, those things were babyish or something like that. And I'm like... Dude, I can't look at statues the same dang way because of that show. So <laughs> oh, don't no. you, you know, it's it. So essentially it is the things that get inside of us, take care of those base part of us, I guess is the best way to put it. Those primal sections of our brain mm-hmm. and scrambles them all to bits and goes, go to sleep now. Good night. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's like thing. good luck. Try to fall asleep rather is the real uh, paralysis, I guess. Now, uh-huh. now, so there's a reason why I asked you this question, okay? And um, and and here's what we're going to do is I am going to discuss this film, and I'm going to challenge everyone who is listening to this episode, even if you have not seen the movie, 
um, I do want you to listen to this episode because unfortunately, I feel as though the only way um, to be able to convince you to watch this movie is to spoil essential plot points of this film. And in it, and I was talking to Sam about this before we started recording. It kind of sucks that I have to do it this way a little bit. Uh, but I, I feel like I'm kind of forced to because people are immediately dismissing this movie without even giving it any amount of chance. Like, it, like if there are certain aspects that you don't like it, of it after watching this movie, I can completely understand that proposition. But but some people are just outright refusing to watch this movie, just flat out. Period. And and in order to and in order to explain why this movie is is as good as it is, and it's not as bad as people are perceiving it to be, I do kind of have to spoil it a little bit. But. Mm-hmm. Here's what I hope to do by spoiling the film, though. I hope that my description of what happens in this film will be convincing enough for you, the listener, to want to watch this movie, as well as you, Sam. I hope I can convince you to watch this movie as well. Um, I mean, I ain't going to force you to do anything. So <laughs> it's your prerogative if you want to watch this movie or not. But it's my job today to try to convince you why you should watch this film. Okay, sound good? Okay. All right. And and it begins by um describing it this way. So what I want to try to do with by describing this movie in the first of all is to I think people who are categorizing this film as a horror film are not necessarily giving it the proper justice. Now, before you say it, before you say it, do, do, don't get me wrong here. It does have the blood and guts of a horror film. It has all the tropes of, you know, a horror film, like, you know, running out of time before you get murdered, like that sequence. Some injuries, I will say very pronounced, <laughs> are had in this film. <laughs> uh, so this film is very much a horror film. I'm not trying to dispute that. However... What if I told you to rethink of this film not as a horror film, but rather as a whodunit story, a sort of murder mystery film, so to speak? And Sam, I know that you like that particular genre of films because we've talked about this before on the Knives Out episode, which if you haven't seen that episode, after this episode, go over and listen to that one next. Sam and I had such a good time talking about that movie. But having said all of that, if I told you that Saw was not a horror film, but instead a whodunit murder mystery film, would you at the very least be interested or maybe just a little bit curious, if nothing else? Go on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, but, okay. So, but, but what do you, what do you think about that characterization of it? I need more details, but it's okay. Interesting. All right, fair enough. So then I'll go ahead and uh, describe it then. So here's why I classify this movie as a murder mystery film and a whodunit film. Because halfway through this film, I realized what the main characters were basically doing in this movie. And essentially what's happening here is they're basically doing an escape room. That's kind of the vibe that I'm getting from this film. Now, granted, it's a very fucked up escape room, but an escape room nonetheless, right? Not only that, but there are clues that help them try and navigate out of the situation that they're in. 
And so, and but but before I talk about that, I I feel like I need to go back to the beginning for just a moment and explain why I consider it an escape room, because describing this movie very basically, essentially what happens is two guys who seemingly don't know each other are both chained to pipes inside the warehouse, hence Sam's bit at the at the opening of this show. <laughs> um, but they're both chained to pipes inside this warehouse that basically kind of looks like it's been abandoned for years. Like the pipes are rusty. The walls have mold all over them. Like it very much is like a old warehouse that has been, that has not been used in ages. Right. And essentially this film on a very basic level is to try to escape the room and survive before the serial killer who is nicknamed jigsaw kills you. Right. And in order to get to that point where they try to escape, The movie has a bunch of flashbacks and flash forwards back to the warehouse to essentially get to present time, similar to kind of like a Knives Out where you are flashing back and it's telling the story um, through the flashbacks in order to get where they got to where how do we find out how this guy died or how he got murdered, essentially. So. What what are your thoughts on that before we continue? That's interesting. So a bunch of clues being put together and stuff like that. That does fit the genre that you're suggesting it is. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and the reason I, I say it's like an escape room is because this serial killer does give hints and clues as to how to escape the room that they're in, the warehouse that they're in. But he does, but he, and he also gives them directions on what they must do in order not to die. In fact, the movie has a very interesting point about this uh, serial killer is that technically he's not a murderer because he get he's got the ultimate loophole plan because he gives the people who he's captured a chance to escape, and because they kill themselves to get out of the situation, technically he didn't kill them. It's the ultimate loophole, Sam. I'm going to make a reference that some people are going to roll their eyes at. He takes the arcade route, and that's mm-hmm. like the most... Do you get that reference, then? Well, no. That's... Well, no, I'm okay. just agreeing with okay. what you're saying. Sorry. It's, <laughs> it's it's a supervillain in the Marvel Comics universe that maybe okay. is one of the most obscure supervillains in the bunch, where he had a fake carnival that he named Murder World, and he was an assassin. But anytime someone wanted him to kill someone, he would take the person, throw them into murder world, and essentially murder world would kill them. Mm. Yeah, see, it's the ultimate loophole. Of course, it, in, in all reality, it's not. You can still get charged for forcing someone to do something against their will that's unlawful. So oh, don't yeah. actually try this. Oh, disclaimer, yeah. disclaimer, yeah. disclaimer. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, I think most people listening to this podcast understand that. But just so we're clear, just so we're clear. <laughs> but um, in this particular scenario that the that the ser- serial killer put together, so Jigsaw has put together this elaborate plan, right? Which, by the way, we we find out that he plans all of these um, all of these killing uh, operations, all these sting operations, if you will, down to the most minute detail with like cardboard cutouts and everything. Because we we see this um, in a in one particular scene where um, where I'll talk about in just a moment. Um, but your main characters are essentially uh, Doctor Gordon 
and he's been instructed to kill the other main character, Adam, by six o'clock that night, or else his wife and daughter will be killed, basically, is the gist of it. And what's what's cool is is that uh, what or well I guess messed up I guess depending on how you uh, think of this, but they find that uh, find this out on a micro cassette uh, with the words "Play Me" on it, and and in front of them um, and in front of them this whole time lies basically a guy who like has a gun in his hand and a micro cassette player in his other hand, and he's just laying there dead the whole time. Presumably, I guess he just like shot himself to death i i guess is what they're trying to insinuate there um but yeah but it's got this like creepy voice and it's like on this cassette player of all the instructions that are involved in this so so yeah i mean it's very much a horror film from that standpoint but um but it but again it's like an escape room where um where there's instructions on how to get out of their um situation that they're in so, um, and not, and not only that, by the way, too, um, I, we found out that, uh, cause I was like, there's gotta be a saw themed escape room. There's gotta be. And we found out <laughs> in the watch party that sure enough, there is. <laughs> yeah. I, have you ever done an escape room, Sam? I've never done an official one. I had a friend that I've always wanted to just never gotten to. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a friend that is a teacher. Um, she teaches, um, the the problem kids i'm gonna put it that way okay uh, that's, that's the one of the alternative schools essentially whenever you get that second chance you know what i mean sure sure um, mm-hmm. but she occasionally would do escape rooms for them and in order to test them out uh there's a group of people that play board games and stuff like that our group of friends so we would test the escape rooms out for her. And those were always so much fun. I always wanted to go to a full-blown escape room. But I've just never been to one. But it's on the bucket list, to be sure. Especially when I found out there was a Doctor Who one in Britain that was never coming to America. That one ticked me off. Mm. <laughs> Otherwise. <laughs> okay, hold on. I gotta I gotta point this out. Like, Wermel in the Discord just put a meme together. Remember, kids' murder is cool. I, I Come on, that's not what I said. That is not what I said. Come on. I, check out the Discord, discord.cinemavention.com if you want to see this abomination of a meme. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but uh, anyway, going back to what you were saying. Yeah, no, I have not done an escape room either. And, uh, and actually they were suggesting I should do it for Turtle Days next year. And I'm like, hmm, maybe that could be something we could do. Um. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, but that's why it's like a very fucked up escape room, but like it has all those tropes and like, and and I, I kind of feel like an escape room is sort of like a, for lack of a better term, a gateway drug into, you know, murder mystery films and stuff. I, I don't know. Is that an accurate assessment? I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's definitely... An escape room is like you're solving a mystery in a way. Some of them yeah. are even set up like mysteries to where you're figuring things out. They really are narrative driven sometimes. And then other times it's just a bunch of puzzles for you to solve, to be honest. But it's sure it depends on different ones because there's different levels. Like there is the 
oh, this has a little bit of a theme and really you're just solving a bunch of puzzles all the way up to this has a full cast that is acting all the way through this. That Doctor Who one, like I mentioned, had a full cast of people acting like members of their organization unit the entire time. So, yeah. Yeah. It's abs- one of those. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, yeah, I mean, so so going back to the story here, so it basically the the gist that I that I get from this is that essentially Jigsaw's whole motivation for like going on this the murder spree and killing everyone basically is that he's trying to stop like he's trying to stop people that are trying to stop his whole operation. Like that's sort of the the gist that I can gather from watching this film because uh Dr. Gordon was the doctor in um one of the other um uh situations that Jigsaw where he he captured he captured someone and they were able to escape or, or actually no I don't even think they were able to escape I think they died and he was looking at their like he was examining their you know their like you know body for you know for signs and stuff I guess um and so that seems to be the uh that seems to be the uh the whole operation here not only that but a common theme throughout this movie and this is the part where i can sort of understand people having this particular take about not wanting the movie is that in order for one person to be freed um what what jigsaw will like to do is he likes to capture two people and they basically have to kill the other person that's with them in order to escape themselves um, yep. In fact, a woman who was trapped by Jigsaw manages to escape, and and uh, and when she recounted her story to the police, like she basically said, like it involved her essentially getting electrocuted if she didn't follow instructions on time. And there's another instance of someone who got uh, kidnapped who literally had to stab someone, and and it and that's how they got themselves out. And once they did, he's like, "Congratulations." <laughs> And it's, mm-hmm. it's, yeah, like that's, that's where it gets like the creepy sort of like horror film vibes. Um, I gotta, I gotta mention this particular part because, uh, cause the, there, there is police that is involved in this. Uh, and, um, and they are investigating Jigsaw too. At, um, I mean, no shit, right? Of course they would be. He's causing a bunch of ruckus, you know, and he's <laughs> right. A bunch of people are ending up dead, you know? So obviously, right. Yeah. But I can't help but mention how incredibly stupid they are in one in this one particular instance. OK, so there's a point in the film where Danny Glover's character, Detective David Tapp, he figures out Which, where. Of course, Danny Glover's a detective. Sorry. Carry on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure, sure. But uh, but but uh, Detective Tapp figures out where Jigsaw's warehouse is based on. Um, based on like a tape they have as evidence in the police building that he's just re-examining over and over again. And he figures out where it is. He calls his partner over and they decide to go to Jigsaw's place alone. Just the two of them. And it's like, I get that it's a common horror trope, but like logistically, that is such a dumb idea (laughs) because you should know how smart and sophisticated Jigsaw's killings are. So, of course, like, his headquarters are going to be filled with a lot of booby traps, which, spoiler alert, causes Detective Tapp's partner, Detective S- Steven Singh, 
to die as a result of said booby traps. So, mm. you know, that 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 very much happens here. Although somehow Tap um manages to live, even though he definitely got stabbed too, which kind of baffles me that like he got out of there alive, but but uh but Singh didn't. But I don't know. <laughs> Regardless, um like you should like it, it's like you should have had multiple backup for this operation. Like the fact that this duo went at Jigsaw alone. <laughs> rookie mi- rookie mistake in my opinion like yeah yeah like yeah. i don't know like i that just does does that not seem dumb to you sam even though you hadn't haven't seen this movie like that just seems like logically so dumb to do that it's like it's like the geico commercial that they did uh, i think they play it every halloween at this point because it's such a good one it's all mm-hmm. the teenagers running up and going should we run to the running car that we could escape in no let's run into the barn full of chainsaws <laughs> like it's like no why like it's, it's horror movie characters act dumb that's yeah the, i think although it, it's even given, more it's even more dis- uh, stupid that it's the police who fall for it and not like a like i can i can maybe forgive it if it's like a civilian who like like this poor civilian who doesn't know any better but it's the damn cops. They have protocols for this <laughs> shit, you know, like, come yeah. on, you know, I mean, you have all sorts of points. <laughs> yeah. Not only that, but, but it's like, it's at night. They didn't bring a flashlight. Like, you know, it's like, like they don't like, dude, guys, like, how do you not think to bring a flashlight when it, when you're going to raid a, um, a, a, a murderer's headquarters late at night? Without a warrant, too, I might add. Like, they just didn't bother getting a warrant because, ah, fuck the warrant. We don't need it. <laughs> right. So, I yeah, just so many things that are wrong in that uh, particular standpoint. But again, I understand they got to do it because it's the story. You know, it's it's got to be good for the story. Pfft, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, but, but see, speaking of stupid things that are in this movie, uh, there was one other thing that was kind of dumb on purpose, essentially. So at, when Adam and Dr. Gordon first wake up inside the warehouse, they obviously don't know each other. And Adam introduces himself by saying, my name is very fucking confused. <laughs> <laughs> but, and that's not the stupid line though. What was hilarious to me is that, um, they realize, uh, as I mentioned before, there's this dead body that's just kind of laying there in front of them. Um, and, and because I, I should have pointed this out earlier, that they're basically chained to two complete opposite sides of the warehouse. And right. in between them is just, just this random dead guy. And Adam just <laughs> and Adam just says, like, I've, I've never seen a dead body. They, they don't move. And I'm like... <laughs> Well, yeah, that's kind of what dead bodies do, or rather, don't do. <laughs> it's like, what do you, what did you think was gonna happen? Like, it's this isn't a zombie movie. Come on, man. <laughs> mm. uh, but uh, but yeah, there there are a couple of those funny lines throughout the film, which are just kind of funny to me. So it does ha- it does spruce in a little bit of comedy in there, which I appreciate. So, um. And so in Dr. Gordon and Adam's kidnapping situation, or as we'll refer to it as the escape room, quote unquote, the escape room, they they have one of the clues that they are given is they have a case which encloses which has a note from Jigsaw to Dr. Gordon. 
It has a box of cigarettes, which which Jigsaw assures, yeah, those aren't poisonous. <laughs> like those are completely fine. You can smoke that. To which uh, to which Adam like says he just has to have a cigarette in this moment to calm himself down. And it's like, okay, so you're not going to question the fact that there's just a random cigarette in a box from a serial killer. <laughs> Even if it's completely harmless, which it did turn out to be completely harmless. Like, I'm asking so many questions at this point. I'm not I'm not trusting a single thing at this point, you know? Mm. And um and 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 of course, you know, this is uh EJ, Adam just has to have that cigarette because to calm himself down because you know, remember, this is the early two thousands. Everyone smoked cigarettes still back then. So <laughs> so uh so remember that, folks. But there's also a cell phone in the box um, and he can't make outgoing calls. He can only receive incoming calls, which is an interesting one, which, by the way, the cell phone that they use is that class, those classic flip phones that you'd see from the 2000s. Like, it's very much like a classic flip phone. Right. And um, although and I didn't know that you could do a you could make a phone that could do incoming calls, but not. Or they could receive incoming calls, but you couldn't make any outgoing calls. So, like, of course, his natural instinct is a call nine one one, which doesn't do anything because it doesn't go. It doesn't do outgoing calls. I didn't know that you could do that. Um, uh, that's a new one to me. But um, yeah. Although maybe that is just for the movie. I don't know. It, it probably would be a pretty, pretty uh, hard technical feat these days to pull that off. But right. Um. And of course, he receives those incoming calls from his distressed wife and daughter, of course, you know, and it, but and of course, they're being instructed by the killer. You know, it's like they're they're telling him to follow the directions, make sure you follow the directions so that they live and everything. Right. And um, I uh, should I should I spoil what uh, what happens to the wife and daughter? Should I should I do that? Uh, Shh. If you think that's an important detail, it's not, it. it's not really an important detail. So I'll go ahead and spoil it. They they do end up living at the end. Um, okay. So uh, so if you're worried about that, they're, they're fine. <laughs> um, so uh, throughout this film, uh, it, of course, Adam and Doctor Gordon are getting to know each other because you know what else are they gonna do? They uh, they're 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 chained. They can't really go anywhere, right? And mm. they go back and. And and it's like it's the classic trope of like they're going back and forth between accusing each other, you know, of the most random reasons. And it's like they're suspecting like, oh, you're in on the plot because X, Y, Z and the other thing. Right. <laughs> so and it's very much a back and forth like throughout the movie, like they they get very heated at certain points, which, to be fair, I think any person in that situation would, you know, like it's like you're trying to get out of there desperately. Right. And trying to make it out of there alive. And it's like, of course, they realize they're going to have to work together to both make it out alive. So, of course, they reconcile a lot throughout this film. Um, and uh, on that point of an escape room, there are several things that they realize inside the warehouse. For example, the fact that there is a two-way mirror and that they are being watched by what we assume is the killer because their identity isn't revealed until the very end. Mm. Which, spoiler alert, by the way, it turns out that the guy who is uh, watching on the other side of the two-way mirror, he, you find out, he, you think, you're thinking this whole time, oh, he's got to be Jigsaw, right? He's got to be the killer, right? But he's not. 
and I'm and I'm not and I'm and but this is the one thing I'm I'm not going to tell you who the actual killer is because that's the one thing I don't want to ruin for people who haven't seen this movie. Those of you who have watched the film, you know what I'm talking about. Like and that when you find out who the murder who Jigsaw is, it's like a completely insane moment, and it, it was a great like plot twist, which I really uh, which I really liked because again, it's got that murder mystery trope of. It's got unexpected twists. It's like you think it's this guy the whole time, but it's not. It's the other guy, right? And like so, mm. again, that's why I say it's a classic murder mystery whodunit film in that aspect. Uh, is it, w- what do you think? Yeah, it's if it's if it's got all that in place, then that would definitely qualify it for it. Yeah, absolutely, and. um and uh, yeah, and yeah, and like I said, all I'll say is that you will be shocked when you find out who's who who Jigsaw actually is, who's actually running the show, because you do find out at the very end. Um, and um, and and I and it's and they and they definitely do set up the movie in a way that like they set it up like like there's multiple sequels like that. They they definitely set it up in that way to leave room for sequels. So. So yeah, you uh you don't really get to know what happens at the very end. It's one of those films, you know what I'm talking about, which normally historically I'm I get a little annoyed at, but I'm just like I'm willing to forgive it for this film because I know that there's like eight sequels to this film. So <laughs> so there's lots of story to go with this. And and the person who who is watching them through that two-way mirror um, it, it turns out, by the way, so that so that guy who you think is Jigsaw, but isn't actually Jigsaw, who's watching through the two way mirror and who goes over and is about to kill um, the wife and daughter is actually instructed by Jigsaw as well to kill the wife and daughter of Dr. Gordon in order to not be murdered himself by Jigsaw. So there's layers on top of layers to this where multiple people are trying not to die and trying to fulfill the task at hand right and and so uh, and that's what that's what i found so fascinating is that there's so many layers to this story and so many different angles to this right like Mm. it's absolutely insane um and uh of course we also find out too that uh that dr gordon has been cheating on his wife i mean i guess that was (laughs) i guess that was to be expected (laughs) with a guy like him but uh and and I think you'll understand why I said that when you watch this movie and his personality. Um okay. and he's cheating on his wife with who I have to assume is either some sort of mistress or a hooker or somebody like that. And it turns out that you find out that Adam has been paid by a detective to secretly take pictures of him and expose him, which adds another layer of complexity. Like I I'm I'm telling you, man, it's like it's got all the tropes of a murder mystery where like all, all like just like in Knives Out, like you've got all these different plot points and these different layers that you're having to keep track of while also trying to figure out who the hell Jigsaw is. Who the hell is this serial killer that's like trying to murder people? And like there, there's there's so many layers to this. And it's why I describe it um, as a murder mystery or a whodunit story rather than a horror film. And I think that's what I'm going to do to people when I when I talk about this movie for movie from now on because because the other thing too is that i was expecting a lot of jump scares in this film and they're not really that many jump scares in the in the film and even the ones that are there you it's one of those things where you kind of expect them to happen 
right? Like, like you could, you can see them coming from a mile away. Like, you know, it's coming, yeah. right? Like, for example, like when the, when the cops are raiding, like the, like Jigsaw's HQ, obviously there's going to be a jump scare at some point. Like you, you kind of expect that to happen, right? So yeah. you're, you're anticipating it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not really that particularly scary from that standpoint, right? And, um, also, side note, uh, Dr. Gordon does eventually shoot Adam. Again, spoilers, sorry. But Dr. <laughs> Gordon does eventually shoot Adam. Uh, however, you find out that Adam is still alive somehow. And I'm still trying to figure that out, particularly. I'm still not quite sure how that's possible. My suspicion is that it's either because it was a blank shot or or that they faked Adam flopping to the ground or like the bullet somehow or or like the bullet somehow didn't hit any vital organs or something personally though i'm just gonna go with the theory that it was a fake shot but that's just me like give me your opinions email at cinemavention.com as to why you think it may be the other um other method so Mm. so so that's why i describe it in this way however I can't fully say that this movie is not a horror film because it very much is. Like I mentioned, like, for example, you have that dead guy that's just chilling in the warehouse the whole time with Adam and Dr. Gordon. And, you know, he's just he's basically just laid there in a pool of blood the whole time. Right. And there is one point in the film where Dr. Gordon does, in fact, saw his foot off hence the name of the film, uh, to try and escape the chains because it's like his last resort option, right? Like he doesn't want to, but he just, he feels like he has to, right? Um, and of course, uh, and of course there's that stabbing scene that I mentioned earlier. And here's where I will say that people do have a point about this movie being violent and gory because I can completely understand if you get sc- squeamish about blood you can't stand watching someone get stabbed you know or having someone cut their foot off um which is funny because there's this long-running inside joke and you know this sam in my twitch stream on game night where people feel the need for some reason to cut body parts off <laughs> yeah when presenting their inventions is badly stupid <laughs> again i digress oh yeah but but if you don't like the movie for that for those particular reasons like if you're squeamish to blood like you, you can't really, you can't really, you, you, you're like looking away at the stabbing scene or the foot being cut off. Um, then for, and then for that reason, like if you don't like the film because of that and you've watched it through and you don't like it for those reasons, then I can 100% concede that that is a very much a fair criticism of this movie. I, I am, I'm not going to argue with you on that particular point. Having said that though, I would like to make the the argument that you don't even really see the stabbing taking place that much in the film. And again, it's 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 one of those situations where it's there for like 20, 20, 25, 30 seconds of the film. So if you really need to look away during that moment, you can. Right. Um and also and it's and it's the same with Dr. Gordon cutting his foot off near the end. Like it they only actually show it a couple of times throughout. And, and again, like when you, when, if you know that scene is coming and you need to look away cause you don't want to look at it, then fine. Right. 
Like you just need to look away for that minute or two while that's happening. Right. Because it, it the sounds don't really like, like it's more like the visuals do enough of it where like the, they don't really need any, you know, sound to make it realistic in that way. And so, you know, I, and I'm, I'm of course, I'm not going to shame. I'm not going to shame anyone if they need to do that while watching this film. And I completely understand that. Having said all of that, I don't know how fucked up I am where because I saw all of that and thought it wasn't that bad. So I may need help personally. <laughs> but uh, but that's just me. I don't know. Um, so that's basically a um, that's basically my uh, rendition of how I interpreted this story. So having said all of that, Sam. Have I convinced you to watch this movie? And what do you think of this movie now that I've described it to you in this particular way? I don't think you've convinced me to watch it, but okay, it's not because of me thinking it the way that I had been thinking of it. It's mainly because the gore is still there, right? You know, it's not there for a lot, apparently. Mm-hmm. But it's still there. Um, theoretically, I might watch it if I found myself in the right mood. I'd probably watch it in the middle of the day, though, instead of in the sure. evening. Like no, most no, no, shame, no shame in that. No shame in that. <laughs> but no, there's definitely some layers. And I'll admit, I come to this uh, knowing a bit about the Jigsaw Killer because considering that... I was never going to watch them. I was fine with people saying little details. So I know things like why he does does it and stuff like that. And it's actually Mm -hmm. a really interesting murderer trope. Won't go into it here. Sure. Sure. It's that kind of thing. Um, Okay. So, so, uh, so you, uh, so it sounds like you might be convinced to watch it, but uh, I might be, I'd have to at the very least, at the very least, have I changed your opinion about this movie? If nothing else. Yeah. Of course, you know me. I'm never militaristically about something. Sure. It has to work pretty hard in the day before I'll be that extreme. So no, I'm not no, as that's fair. extreme of a member of the audience when it comes to this. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I I can totally see that a bit more than I used to. I, I tell you what, how about we? <laughs> I told you I was going to make a joke like this, so here we go. Now the all joke right, is right, here we go. In place. How about we meet each other halfway? I've been trying to become a good killer in Dead by Daylight lately, and there is a Saw character in Dead by Daylight. How about I get the pig? I won't tell anyone who the pig is, because, again, that's a spoiler, apparently, so I'll just mm. say the pig. Okay. Um, and then see if I can't use her as a killer, and I'll kill someone as a killer from Saw. How about that? <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's fine. That's kind of what I'm aiming to do with this is not mm. really even to convince someone to watch this movie, but essentially to at least provide them with a different perspective about this movie, because that's what I, that's why I described it to you in this way, because I, that's why, do, do, do you, do you understand at least why I believe people are categorizing this film wrongly now i think this may be one of those things that can harken back to what i said at the beginning of this podcast Mm -hmm. because i think if i look back to the trailer the way that trailer presents this movie is pretty much the image that everyone has of it yeah absolutely no and and 
yeah, trailers can totally make it or break it. And yeah, I haven't seen the trailer, but yeah, absolutely. If the trailer does kind of depict it in that way, then yeah, no, I think the trailer is unfortunately doing a disservice to people um, who might enjoy the movie otherwise if they know that um, that that it's more about the uh, whodunit aspect of the story more so than it is about the you know the murder and the torture and everything. Because again, like I said, like you know, if people people may not like it because it's um, because they're squeamish about blood. And and again, it's like I totally understand that criticism. If you don't want to watch it because you can't stand looking at blood, then honestly like then that's completely fine then yeah i i completely understand that opinion right but it's more mm. than just that to me and so yeah so hopefully i've uh hopefully i've defended the movie um and given it enough justice um <laughs> and uh at the very least here's 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 something that i just thought of now too is what if somebody um did a alternate cut of this film where they got rid of all those squeamish parts and somehow released it. I mean, of course this is never going to happen because copyright, but, (laughs) (laughs) but that would be cool if somebody did that. It's like, if someone just took out all the, like, you know, all those like crazy parts or like censored them or something. Right. So that people like you could watch it, you know, (laughs) weirder things have been done on the internet. I remember one time someone, um, did an edit where they edited all the James Bond movies together, but they edited different parts of each movie from the starting point that the last one ended off on. So mm. like the first 10 minutes, I think it was 10 minutes from each movie, but it was the first 10 minutes of Dr. No. And then starting from the first 10 minutes of the second movie going forward, then the, the third 10 minutes of the third movie. And it, it was weird how it actually worked. Interesting. It, it, didn't, it didn't have anything cohesive to it, obviously, because there were a bunch sure. of storylines, but it still was a weird thought experiment. It uh-huh. worked. So stranger things have happened. Yeah. And also a TV series on Netflix. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so, uh, uh, yeah, so uh, folks, I hopefully I have given you a new perspective on this uh, on this film, and um, and and here's the thing: don't don't just take my word for it. Uh, normally, this is the part of the program where I would ask my guests to give a thumbs up or thumbs down for this movie, um, but for this segment, I decided to bring on some some of the folks that were in the watch party to kind of give their thoughts about this movie because we all kind of came away from that watch party with sort of sort of a similar uh mindset uh for this uh but before i introduce them i'm gonna give them my final rating so i'd give this movie a thumbs up now and i had very different expectations for this film going into it and i thought i wasn't going to like it and i was very much pleasantly surprised with this movie and i very much enjoyed this film because it really did challenge my expectations of this film and I enjoyed it immensely because of that. Now there are, of course, uh, I, I, I said there were eight, there's actually seven sequels and one prequel apparently that all that got released in 2003. It was sort of like a film. Like uh, it was like the, the film that came out before the proper film came out, if that makes sense. Um, so it's like a shorter version, kind of low budget the way I see it basically. 
And some people have told me that those film that the Saw films over time have get a lot more gory and a lot more tortury and a lot more blood is in those. But those are the other films, so we'll have to see. Um, like those are the other films, and we'll just have to see. Uh, uh, we'll just have to see. But I got to tell you, like Saw One was a great film in the franchise, and I personally feel that it did not have that much horrendous stuff in it, um, considering that it's a horror film. But don't just take my word for it on how I enjoyed Saw, and don't just take my word for it on how you should watch this film. So I got together some people who uh, who joined us for the watch party for Saw, and I wanted to kind of have them uh, give their thoughts about this movie and, you know, what they thought about this particular movie, what they think of the Saw franchise, perhaps, and uh, give their ratings of this movie as well. So I am joined right now by uh, Big Voice J, Captain Jack, uh, Wabbit Magic, and Wermall 3, who was not at the watch party, but has seen the movie before and wanted to give some thoughts. Uh, so uh, thank you so much, you guys, for joining uh, for joining me uh, for this little section here. Um and uh, we'll just start in alphabetical order here. So uh, we'll start with you, Jay. Um, what did you think about this film? And uh, what did you think about it after you saw this film? Like, what were your what was before and after saw? What did you think? Well, uh, I am not uh, a horror movie guy, and originally thought when the when the subject of Saw came up, I thought, well, uh, this is obviously going to be about guys who saw people in half i don't know mm -hmm. uh, because you know i was just i was literally judging the movie by its title mm -hmm. uh but once you you know once we got down to watching it and it you know trying to follow the plot and it it it, it, it kind of skips around at least it did to me mm -hmm. uh to try to hide the twist to make sure that uh, you don't see where it's going uh, mm -hmm. it, I could understand why we wanted to try this formula again with all of the sequels that were made. I think this one was what, 2004, the original yeah, 2004. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, all I remember are the trailers. Mm -hmm. I didn't give them the time of day, but I remember there being at least one Saw movie every year. Yeah. So, well, and this and, one was, yeah. go ahead. Oh no! I was just gonna say so. Um, so this saw movie, yeah, because we we because Sam and I during this episode we kind of talked about how um you know the maybe the trailer doesn't really do it uh good justice. Like, is that your view on that? Do you think? And that can happen. You can, you know, it it might be one of those uh, instances where the trailer gives away the whole movie. This one didn't, right? But it might not have um given you the right impression. Mm -hmm. You see what I mean? So, 100%. Uh, yep. You know, it, and it, when it wasn't until people went to the theaters, word of mouth went around. And again, this is before a huge social media presence. So uh -huh. people were actually talking to each other about this film. Yeah, absolutely. And they were dragging their significant others and friends and everyone else to the theaters so they can watch it. Yeah. Well, okay. And so what do you think about, um, because obviously it is a horror film in every sense of the word, right? But um, what do you um, what do you think um, like wh what do you think about my uh, characterization of it being sort of like a murder mystery film or like a whodunit film as opposed to p potentially a horror film? 
What are your thoughts I about that? I would agree with that. I was expecting, like I said, I was expecting a lot of, a lot of gore, but mm-hmm. it was really all in our heads the whole time. Yeah. And, and really the only, there, I can think of, and I mentioned this during the episode, but I can only think of three things throughout this movie that like, if you do kind of feel, you know, a little antsy about blood and, and guts and everything that you might want to look away. But other than that, like it was pretty, um, it was actually fairly decent for a film of that caliber, you know? And I'll tell you this, um, being a, uh, being a blind guy who was wearing contacts mm-hmm. when the original saw came out, I was not wearing contacts. So mm. if I did see it, I would not have seen all the things that went on in this film. Yeah. Not only was I watching it with contacts, but I was watching it on a giant 55 inch mm-hmm. screen. And uh, <laughs> it has the way of, uh, it has a way of sucking you in mm-hmm. because like I said, it, it's more psychological than physical. Yeah. hundred percent. And you have to, you have to pay attention and get your brain wrapped around it. Yeah. So, uh, so final, uh, final rating of this film, thumbs up, thumbs down for you. What do you think? Not only am I going to give it a thumbs up, I'm going to give it like a full pizza box, full pizza. You take Ooh. the pizza and you eat it with it. All right, fair enough. So because um, your brain needs something to do while you're while you're watching this. Absolutely, and uh, yeah. Yes. And before we, move, well, your brain's busy. Your brain is busy doing that. So the rest of you needs to needs to work on something. Maybe a little pepperoni with some hot honey. <laughs> yeah, right on, man. Yeah, a good pizza with a good movie is always a good combination. Indeed. And, um, before we uh, before we move on, uh, f- folks who are listening, if you recognize that voice, it may be because uh, you recognize the fact that Jay is in literally every episode of Cinemavention uh, doing our intro. And uh, so thank you very much for doing that, Jay. Um, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and it, it's, it's great to get uh, it's great to get. We need to get you on an actual episode. I think it's a crime that you haven't been a guest on an episode yet. So we'll definitely uh, remedy that. Yeah, we'll definitely remedy that in the future. Uh, moving on to you, uh, Captain Jack. Uh, what did you? Uh, what were your thoughts about this film? Um, do you do you kind of agree with what Jay is saying? Yeah, like Jay, yeah, I'm not really that much of a horror guy. Obviously, I was going to movies all the time when this came out in '04, and every sequel after that, mm-hmm. like every year, come out like, oh, it's October. It's another Saw movie out. Mm-hmm. But getting back to the first one, I either didn't really want to see it, my friends didn't really want to see it, mm-hmm. I didn't have any time for it, didn't have the money for it, because I was pre-my job at that point, sure. just out of college. Mm-hmm. So, and I basically thought that it and everything else was just torture porn, and I just, it just wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and, I, and and I think that that's uh, key. Sorry to interrupt you, but I think that that is key uh, for this uh, discussion and why I want to have this discussion. Because a lot of people, when I w- when I was telling people that we were going to watch this movie, a lot of people had a very similar opinion to uh, to you guys. It's like, oh, I don't want to watch this because I don't like horror, or oh, I don't, oh, I don't want to watch this because I have like insert preconceived notion here of why I won't like this film, and so I just refuse to watch it entirely. Right? Yeah. But I gave it the benefit of doubt. 
and also wasn't spending money on it. Thank you for that. <laughs> Fair enough. But as I said, like after, which I don't think was recorded, yes, this is a screwed up movie. It was not as screwed up as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. And, yeah, and there were a yeah. few scenes, but that was pretty much it. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, and I came away this, with the same thing too. I think it was also because like, everyone was kind of hyping it up as this movie that never really was. And so in my mind, it's like when, when it came out that it's like actually a decent movie, I'm like, well, hey, like I just, I really like this movie now because I had kind of like tampered expectations going into it now, you know? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, final rating, uh, uh, thumbs up, thumbs down? Yeah, I give it a thumbs up. Thumbs up? Okay. I'm not sure I'd rush out to watch it again just because again, yeah. That horror guy. Yeah, sure. I didn't think it was that bad. All right. Yeah, fair enough. Um, all right. Uh, moving on to you, uh, Wabbit, uh, Wabbit Magic. Um, what did you, uh, oh, yeah. So did, did, did you, were you thinking the same thing? Like, wh- wh- I'm like, what you had thought that you had seen this movie before we uh, started, but it turns out that you told, you told us afterwards that you ha- actually hadn't seen this movie. Am I correct? That's right. Um, I thought it was, it's such a generic title name. Uh, I actually confused it with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So I was expecting it to be like super bloody and stuff. And it was a totally different movie. Yeah. So, so not Uh, even like, so you weren't even coming up with a preconceived notion. You were, you thought it was a completely different movie outright. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Okay. Yeah. So I may have seen a trailer, but I don't really remember uh, if I did or not. Um, mm-hmm. But it's more, to me, it was more, instead of a horror movie, it's more of a suspense yeah, thriller type of yeah. movie. Not thriller, because it's not really mm-hmm. uh, that kind of a movie. But yeah, but yeah it's like you're well, trying and, to figure out what's going on. Yeah, for sure. Well, and, and, and like, I, like I said uh, in the episode, it does, it, it does qualify as a horror film. Absolutely. Like, don't get me wrong. It is absolutely qualifies as a horror film. But yeah, it, it, it's more than just that. Like, it's more than just the occasional blood and guts that you see in this movie. There is a lot more of that, you know, like suspense and thriller aspect of it that I don't think people realize is in there. And like I said, I don't think the trailer does gives it enough justice. And when you consider it from that perspective, I feel like people just will have a different opinion about this movie. And that's why it just kind of sucks that it's like, I just, I feel like I have to spoil the movie for everyone else just to get people to watch it just because people have this pre preconceived notion of it, you know? I would classify it more as a whodunit because you yeah. don't really know who it is. Yeah, and what, yeah, no, and exactly, and yeah, without giving away the uh, without giving away the main uh, the main plot point of like who Jigsaw is, without giving that away, um, I will say I and I think you guys all can agree. Like, we all did not expect that um, who Jigsaw eventually ended up being, right? Like, correct. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, that, that was a complete Definitely. surprise. Again, I'm, I'm not going to spoil it for everyone, but when you watch the movie and come back to this, you'll, you'll understand what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah. So a- a- any more thoughts on this movie, Wabbit, before we get your rating? Um, no, I'll just give you my rating. Yeah. Well, so yeah. What's your, what, what, what <laughs> I would give what's it, your rating? I- I would give it a thumbs up because it's and actually because I'm not a big horror fan either. Mm-hmm. 
like Halloween or whatever, and any of those sure. types of movies. I, I but but the fact that you have to sit there and figure something out like a mystery mm-hmm. uh, made it attractive to me. So I would give yeah. it a thumbs up. Okay. All right. Fair enough. That's that's great. Uh, all right. And finally, last but not least, uh, Wermel actually um, wanted to come onto this uh, roundtable because uh, Wermel, you had seen this movie before, but you just you just didn't watch it with us in the watch party. Now, listening to everyone else's opinions, uh, Wermel, I'm curious what your perspective is on this because you kind of approached it as like because you had seen this movie right and i had mentioned during the episode i i told everyone i said like hey there there those three particular scenes that i mentioned earlier where it gets a little um it gets a little like not like maybe people might get nauseous of a little bit like i if you don't like it for those reasons i can completely understand and your opinion is a hundred percent valid on that versus everyone else who just hadn't seen the movie and just formulated an opinion on it just based on what they thought it was. So listening to everyone else's takes, Wermel, how how does that play into your opinion of this movie now? Well, I well, my approach to it was it was less of a it was kind of similar to like how you know we were doing some of how we approached some adventure to to you of like, hey, it's a movie you haven't seen, you need to watch it type of thing. And mm-hmm. I had a, a friend group, let's call it, in middle school who is the kind of like, Hey, you got to watch these films. You got to watch these, you know, super gory films and they're good because they're super gory mm-hmm. or whatever. And saw was the, one of the, one of the ones they always recommended. And it just so happened to be on TV one day. And I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll watch it. Whatever. I wasn't in any rush to watch it. Cause you know, kind of squeamish. I was kind of squeamish when I was younger and mm-hmm. whatever. And again, like I, the whodunit aspect, the, the mystery of it, the, um, the, uh, um, uh, that part is what you know it was say eighth grade ish okay uh, that part is what i you know what i enjoyed and then when i watched it again a little bit later i um into my high school years that's when i re- got started being really interested in the practical effects okay. of movies and so the the engineering and the problem solving that they that uh that the um uh Special effects designers went into doing went to designing it was what drew me in, what drew me into it over the okay uh the the, the violence aspect of the, okay the story over it yeah and so and, okay. and then now I've now I've watched it as a uh, you know I watched it once a little while ago as a, in my college years and I watched mm-hmm. it from like a film study perspective and okay upright all of that as well as the hey, definition of horror versus suspense versus thriller right. versus whatever now, yeah and and actually on that particular point too because um. Because you had told me too um, that, and I had not, I have not seen any of the uh, Saw movies coming up. Like I have not seen the sequels that have come out since then. And you have sort of implied that um, it gets a lot more gorier and a lot more, yeah, um, crazy I've, later on. Yeah, I personally have not seen any of the sequels because I have no okay. desire because those those take a step above. Uh, above every above okay. everything so and so but but what do you i have seen clips it, of them i yeah but so is is so would you say that this first saw movie like is there is like what do you think about that aspect like is it too much for you for uh, this first one um the first one's fi- probably fine again except for the couple of scenes that you've mentioned in the past in mm-hmm. the, uh, you know we, i you know i yeah you know i've listened yeah and 
that part is what I'd say. Yeah, it's a little much, but again, okay. also. And, and and here's what I'll say too, because uh, but I will, yeah, because all, all I'm going to say too is like because I want I, I want to reiterate this, and I want to make sure that this is absolutely clear: is that if you if you have watched the movie and you don't like it because of those um of those scenes that we keep talking about, where it gets a little bit gory and a little bit um a little bit messed up. I I can 100% sympathize with that opinion. I absolutely understand absolutely. where where you're coming from on that point. Um the part the, the part the the take that I have that I have personally have a problem with is people who have who are not watching the movie and coming to their own conclusions just based on what they think is going to happen and personally I think that's a wrong take to have. Personally, yeah, and I agree with I agree with that statement. It's like, yeah, just yeah. don't. Just, yes, it is a gory film. Yes, it has. You know, mm-hmm. it's in a franchise that's very gory. It's just this yeah. first one in particular is very much less so. Yeah. And if you do want a more modern movie, that's kind of the same thing. The sequel, 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 whatever. That six weeks, a couple years down the line, Spiral mm-hmm. is very much the same. The same, which I've seen again, seen clips of, and seen behind the scenes stuff of. Uh, they have. Um, it is very much of the same vein of okay. It's yes. There's the gory scenes of the traps of the people being kidnapped and being forced to do disgusting things as like a you know the whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's very much a the same back to the line of who done it. Yeah, it actually, absolutely. stars a friend of Diamond friend of Diamond Club, Chris Ramsey, as a as a cameo in it. Yeah, right on. Yeah, so yeah, was- so like like I said during the episode, um, um, dislike the movie for the right reasons at least. So. Yeah, and and right. that that is completely valid. If you if you still don't like the movie after watching it, I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna argue that. Uh, so so final rating, uh, Wermel, what do you think? I'm gonna say I give it a thumbs up for the story and okay. then uh, and this the story the 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 practical effect again big practical effect guys. You've heard me on other episodes talk about, mm-hmm. but everything but you know the gore is just a i would say it's a neutral but it's gore for the it's okay similar to gore similar gore good gore neutral but yeah okay. it's, it's a yeah again it's it's a movie to watch with for the right reasons yeah as you absolutely said. i can and not yeah, just to go can, out and watch yeah i can completely understand that absolutely yeah yeah um being the right mental health state for it so oh of course of course yeah which is why all i right. wasn't there well so this is such a great conversation thank you to thank you to all of you guys for uh for joining me for this little uh section here um and yeah i'm just i'm really i'm really glad that we can have these conversations and just be like and just be upfront and honest about this movie and i'm just i'm so glad that we watched this film because it provided such a great greater context that i don't think anybody any one of us realized going into the, watching this and so so thank i you. have a question oh yeah go Real ahead quick sure okay so uh juan didn't he had said that he didn't want to make a torture porn torture porn film and they it wasn't until the sequels that we started piling on the torture mm-hmm. oh yeah. who made that decision was it a uh a uh, note from the movie studios was that did he lose a bet? Did he uh, <laughs> figure like, you know what? We did it my way. Well, now let's do it yours. I mean, yeah, I don't know. How do we get there? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, that's unfortunately a question. I don't think I can answer. Um, if anyone I, else has I think it was anything a, on that, uh, this is my personal opinion with no thing. I think it's just one of those like, 
it, it you know it's uh 2000 what did i say 2004 yeah 2003 2004 it became a time of like oh you had just had like remakes of some other horror films and just they had the like separate they, they, they had to separate themselves from from like okay the the you know slow moving killer of uh um michael myers a lot of slasher films yeah they had to separate from the slasher films with like okay yeah they, these like you're already trapped they had to set so here you're like you're already you know, you're already there. Here's how we separate separate ourselves from it. And how they did it is it just all right? You're cutting off an arm, or you're doing whatever. All right. Yeah, it's you doing the damage to yourself rather than you know the uh, the masked figure doing it. Yeah. Type of thing, or the invisible force for like Final Destination. It's like yeah, absolutely. Yeah, sorry, Alrighty, I had to plug folks. that. But. Uh... All right. So, uh, th- uh, yeah, absolutely. That was such a great question. Thanks again, everybody, uh, for joining me for this. And uh, I'm going to send it back oh, back to myself and Sam here. Um, and we're going to close out this episode. So take it away. All right. That was that was such a that was such a great conversation with the folks from the watch party. Uh, Sam, uh, thank you so much for uh, just listening to me uh, talk to you <laughs> for the majority of this podcast. Again, thank you so much for uh, for letting me just talk to you this time uh, rather than doing a uh, doing the, the normal cinema mention formula. I feel like it it was a gr- it was a great opportunity to flip the format on its head a little bit. You know, <laughs> I do always love breaking a good format whenever there's the chance and. I listen to people all the dang time, so this wasn't going to be any different. It's, it's, <laughs> it's what I do. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But uh, yeah, as, as compensation for you just uh, sitting there and <laughs> listening to me, uh, <laughs> tell, tell the good folks all the places that they can find you online where they can listen to your more ramblings. Well, if you want to find me out there in the internet, uh, you can find me on tscn.tv where we are doing all of our content, um, podcast, Let's Plays. Those will be coming back soon. I promise you guys, we're working behind the scenes on that business. Um, and if you want to find me on the socials and the streams, go to Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitch. All of that is at TSCN Sam right on making it super easy for everyone to find so thank Branding. you so, yeah absolutely yeah and they again thank you so much for uh for joining me and uh thanks for giving this movie an opportunity if nothing else so i appreciate it of no course problem. of course i do a watch party for each of the movies that we review on this show if you want to watch the movie with myself and fellow listeners you can join the conversation in our discord that's at discord.cinemavention.com But if you can't make it to the party, don't you worry, because we have that watch party available on demand exclusively to the people who support the show on Patreon. You'll get it in your very own RSS feed, and that's over at patreon.com slash wscottis1. Don't forget that I am live twice a week playing games with the community over on my Twitch as well, twitch.tv slash wscottis1. Sam is a regular uh, contributor to that as well uh if you have thoughts about the movie we discussed today oh boy i feel like i'm going to be getting a lot of feedback on this uh, episode uh you could do so send me an email email at cinemavention.com there's people chatting in our discord right now about it as well in the cinemavention channel uh and uh yeah the, i please i do actually want to get some uh, your thoughts about this movie because i know this is a 
definitely a uh, a different uh, different approach to this uh, episode. And all the previous movies we've covered on this show are over on the website cinemavention.com. Music has been provided by Kevin McLeod. You can check out his work at incompetech.com. And we'll be back next week with a with a more normal episode this time around. We'll be wrapping up the spooky season by covering the movie Halloween. Of course, we couldn't we couldn't not cover Halloween on Spooky Month. Come on. We'll be covering the movie Halloween, the original one from 1978 with Stephanie Cafferty. I cannot wait for that conversation. I hope you'll be there for that episode. Until then, we'll see you next time. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. (laughs) 